My inner monologue is making me finally understand why some animals eat their young. Hello and welcome to Inner Momologue. I'm Moretta Ryan. I'm Kamal Rubison. And I'm Barbara Davidson. Welcome back, ladies. It's uh, It's been a week since we've last seen each other. Um, now, Carmel, you're you're quite an observative woman, aren't you? Can be. I can, can be. be. I mean, I mean, sometimes I live on another planet, but there are times where I am actually paying attention. And one of those times was listening to our pod the other day because, Uh-oh. you know, listening to yourself while going for a walk. Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> but we're hilarious. <laughs> so we were talking about how Moretta likes to say, you know, a lot. And we were picking her up on it quite a bit. However, after listening back to it, I was listening to Barbara, who says, you know, just as much as Moretta says it. And I've never picked it up before. But it makes you listen to yourself. And it's always something I've been conscious of. (laughs) I say, Absolutely. Oh, you do? do. I say absolutely a lot. So if we could just turn that one into a drinking game as well, I'll start. I've just got a bottle of vodka to my right. (laughs) We can get everything going. We would not get through this this uh this this session. No. No. This this recording session would end almost as quickly as it started. (laughs) You know? But it'd be hilarious. Yeah, it'd be hilarious though. It would. Maybe you know what? We'll we'll do like a we'll do like a special edition. You know, yeah. the the one time that the three of us are actually in the same room, yeah. we'll do a special edition inner monologue Good drinking idea. game. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Great oh, I am so on board. Absolutely. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Have you guys have you guys noticed that, you know, the words that you say a lot? Are, are, do you, do your kids pick up on it or, you know, your partners, do they, or do they have you know, their own, you know? Oh, oh no, my partner, my, my partner, my child picks up plenty of things that I say. They're never the ones I want him to repeat. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Yeah. My, my, uh, my oldest said, what the hell the other day? And I'm like, and you know what, you know what, honest to goodness, I responded, what the hell? <laughs> Oh, oh yes. The other day, my child said to me before I had even got the words out of my mouth, "Yes, Mum, I know." And I was driving the car. Yes, I know. The accelerator is the one on the right-hand side. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, he's been listening to your your road rage. Really, <laughs> I say that a little bit too much. A little too much. Too much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did something similar where I dropped an F-bomb in the car one day when my kid was maybe like three and, and you know, somebody had cut me off and I was in an area that I was not familiar with. So I was already like really anxious about, you know, getting, getting to where I needed to go safely, you know, small child in the back and, um, you know, explicit language uh, coming. Um, so somebody cuts me off and I go, oh, fuck. And then in the bath, I hear uh, back. I hear, mommy, mommy, what's fuck? And I'm like, honey, mommy said duck. 
There's a oh. duck. We passed a duck that was on the on the on the side That's of the road. So quick. So oh, no. quick. You did oh. not save. No, but no, it wasn't a save because he didn't oh, believe no. me. I was oh. like, no, mommy, I, no, mommy, I heard fuck. What's fuck? And I'm oh. like, I don't know. I used up my creativity with duck. I don't know. <laughs> so I <laughs> so I ended up just going like, it's it's a it's a naughty grown up word. Mummy should not have said it. I am very sorry because there's just there's no there's no getting around it at that point. Yep. But there's yep. a thing in the car. All rules are out the window in the car. Oh, don't say that. I have rules for the car. I mean, they're for my kids. Safe but... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> when it comes to language, no longer exists. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. Are Just you ask really? anyone who's been on the phone to me while I'm in the car. Oh, That's, yeah. They're my favorite conversations with you when you're on the phone and you're yeah. driving to to wherever you're driving to. And yeah, probably every three three minutes or so, if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I guess something real fun. If you're really, really, really <laughs> lucky on a call with me, you also get to hear my horn. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You're a horn user, are you? I, I can be known to. I mean, only for complete morons. Like, I'm not just handing them out willy-nilly. Like, you have to earn it. <laughs> I'm, not waste, I'm not wasting my horn on you. No. <laughs> User. Barbara, do you use your horn a lot? No. Yeah. No. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I just no. find it super aggressive. So, like, yeah. I feel like my response has to be super aggressive. Like, I have to be willing to back up the rage that a horn implies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I we go to the farm, um, my daughter sits sits on our lap as we drive past the cows, and she loves the horn. Because it's a private property. It's not a main road. It's 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 all. Of course, fine. you're not driving down the M1. Which <laughs> she's is not actually. Like, if you see her driving down the M1, she's actually quite good. Um, but no, she <laughs> she likes to use the horn to get rid of the cows. So she'll yeah she'll just. But we're a bit worried about her driving because um, obviously <laughs> she's sat on somebody's really? lap. She's not just sat there. She can't reach the pedals. But she um she'll be just you know driving, and this is more a visual part. So sorry to anyone listening, but she'll sit there driving. And she'll just do the, you know, the random that. And then she'll be like, mommy, tow! And then she'll take both hands off the wheel and then point. And yet, you know, we're, we're still driving. So we still have to, yeah. So we're, you know, trying to teach her to, to you can tell us there's Is some okay? cows. Um, <laughs> pull over. <laughs> you just, if you just pull over, we can look at the cows together. That would be great. Slow down, use your brake. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> anyway yeah the cows that's yeah she'd be great at bumper cars <laughs> oh gosh yeah that, that will be something we'll have to take her on I'd be I'm not going in with her she can yeah that can be yeah. the partner's <laughs> job yeah She's that can be own. the boy's job yeah. her dad yeah, yeah actually yeah I'll, I'll be the one driving away from her she'll be uh yeah mommy <laughs> just pulling over <laughs> smacking you're gonna face. be pursued by her it sounds yeah. I know. Like. I know I'm actually terrified now <laughs> Hope she doesn't listen to this episode so that she doesn't get any ideas. Yeah, right. Because yeah. <laughs> three-year-olds tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. No, it's because she's usually in the car with my partner. And oh. he listens to our podcasts in the car when he's going to, like, training and things. So Explicit never, content. Yeah, you never know what they pick up on. You never know what they're picking up on. Loretta said like, duck. She said duck. <laughs> I know. If, if she turns around and says, Mommy, what did, what did she say on the radio? Then um, I'm just going to hand her over to you. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Loretta said her. She's a, a very, 
Yeah. <laughs> Beretta said a very naughty word. Naughty, naughty, naughty word. word. Yeah. Word. She Give she off. apologizes. <laughs> well, ladies, we've got an interesting topic uh, to discuss today, and I know that when we were doing some some pre work on the um, on the the run sheet, I know that Barbara had a lot of opinions that she was very excited to share today. So I'm 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 interested to hear what you uh, what you think. But uh, just to give our audience a little bit of a kind of a rundown of the current situation. Uh, so recently it was reported that publishers of Roald Dahl books will have parts rewritten on the recommendation of people called sensitivity readers to exclude words and phrases that they believe are going to alienate book lovers. Um, so these include words uh, that, that uh, describe characters, so like fat and ugly from the book Matilda. Uh, the Oompa Loompas from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory are now described as small people instead of small men. Um, and a line has been added in The Witches to explain that there are other reasons why women might wear a wig. Now, I assume that it's so that women that wear wigs as a result of like maybe, you know, cancer treatment or like alopecia or something like that. Um, or, you know, if it's just something that's cultural, you know, that you you wear a wig, um, that those individuals are not mistakenly thought of as a witch by a child reading that book. Um, so a spokesperson from the Roald Dahl Story Company, um, who currently owns the um, all the, the series, um, said of the changes, quote, when publishing new print runs of books written years ago, it's not unusual to review language uh, used alongside updating other details, including a book's cover and a page layout. Um, our guiding principle throughout has been to maintain the storylines, characters, and the irreverence and sharp-edged spirit of the original text. Any changes made have been small and carefully considered. As part of our process to review the language, we you, uh, we worked in partnership with Inclusive Minds, a collective for people who are passionate about inclusion and accessibility in children's literature. Um, so these changes were announced on the heels of Disney, placing disclaimers at the top of their movies on Disney+, Plus, uh, the James Bond book series, editing out references to homosexuality as a, quote, stubborn disability, and some of the Dr. Seuss collection being discontinued due to racist and insensitive, insensitive imagery. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, and this is an issue that is being widely discussed across, you know, all channels of social media. So, uh, Barbara, did you want to did you want to start us off and just tell us what your opinions are? What do, what do you think of this? Yeah, shock, shock, horror. I have opinions on this. Um, look, OK, I'm not going to be one of these people that, that say, you know, back in my day, it was fine or anything like that. But <laughs> I did grow up on Roald Dahl. Like they, he was absolutely my favorite author when I was a child. Um, you know, prior to the Harry Potter series coming out, I was a huge fan of The Witches, BFG, Matilda, The Twits, all of those books. Um, and I love the films as well. The films were absolutely outstanding, terrifying, but outstandingly <laughs> done. And and I really, really love them. Now, look, I understand that there is a lot of, um, you know, words that can be quite sensitive and can make people feel uncomfortable. Um, but I really, really, I, I don't know, I, I just disagree with with removing all of them because what we're we can't just be removing things because we're not comfortable with them we need to educate right we need to be say i like the disclaimer thing 
I, I do like the disclaimer, like, you know, by watching this film, there are going to be things that might not sit well with you or whatever the disclaimer actually says. That's obviously not word for word. Yeah. But I like the disclaimer. You know, you're going to watch this. You're going to feel uncomfortable about words. You're going to feel uncomfortable about certain concepts. I, I get that. And then it's up to me as the parent or me as the, the person watching to go ahead and, and watch it or, or continue to read it. So I have nothing against disclaimers. But I, I kind of do have something against, um, yeah, the language. And I think especially with Roald Dahl, um, you know, they take the way they take the word ugly um, from the twits. Now, the whole ugly thing, the, the whole moral of that story was that they were really ugly on the inside, that they were not nice people. So, you know, to take away certain words which actually do have, yeah, other meanings and alternative meanings. I don't know. I just I'm, I'm very... I know there's definitely reasons behind it. I even tried to do some research as to statistics that said, you know, how many people are, are have complained about this or how many people have been really affected by this going from in their childhoods that's, you know, obviously meant that going into adulthood, they're really affected. And I really can't find much evidence. So I'm quite data driven and I, I really and I'm not saying that there's not people and not not at all, but I just hope this isn't just like another one of these, you know, one of these things that happen, sorry, one of these things that happen um, whereby we're just being very reactive. Um, there are still a lot of books out there. You know, I it's great that people are still buying Roald Dahl books. Um, there's still a lot of Roald Dahl books out there that um, have those words in it. So, you know, there's still going to be children reading books that have the old versions and if you've got two two children in the same class that have read different you know they've got different words and whatever I mean it's a good conversation but I just think there needs to be a bit of education around it you know similar to the fact that you can still go out and buy Mein Kampf right you can't edit some of those words that that Hitler was saying <laughs> um you know but we learn from it and we just go you know not okay so yeah that's yeah I'm pretty strong strong-minded on that I think that's that's a that's a fair opinion Carmel what do you think because you've got an older kid who's, you know, like uh, Barbara and I, our kids are not reading on our on their own. Right. So if if we are reading them a book, we can on the fly edit language that we don't like. But you don't have that option with with an older child. No. And especially you know, the type of books he's reading now that he's older. Like, I don't know if either of you know about manga, but man, have I had an education and it is interesting. <laughs> manga? Manga. It's uh, it's Japanese. It is it's read backwards, and oh. it's a comic strip. It's really hard to explain, but they okay. read <laughs> they read it backwards, and it, it's 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 a graphic novel, realistically. Okay. Right. Anyway, offside though. We never really read Roald Dahl. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't something that was big in our lives. Um, like a lot of people who do have strong opinions on this, I started off by just reading the headlines, right? And I think that's the key to this is so many people see the headlines of mm. editing Roald Dahl and everyone's going, whoa, what the hell's yeah. going on? This is not okay. Cancel culture gone mad. You mm. know, we have to be PC. And then I read a lot. And I actually, I read an article by, do either of you follow James Bell? No. He's a brilliant author and historian and writes great, amazing pieces 
on history and he swears and it's hilarious and he's a he's a beautiful writer an absolutely beautiful writer and when it comes time to educate he's really good at it and he always looks at things from both sides of the coin and he did quite a quite a big article about this and he referred to um, I think it was about 12 months ago when Lizzo put the word spaz into one of her songs Oh, and yes. yes, and there were you know people from um, disability centres that said this is this is not okay. You know this is what it refers to, and it can be derogatory. And she straight away went, "Oh, my bad, very sorry," and changed the word in her song. And not what happened? Bad. It wasn't a big deal. She just fixed it. And I think you know, in the grand scheme of life is changing a couple of words because they're not changing a storyline. They're changing a few words in a book. There are so many more important issues in this world. This can't be everything. And, you know, and the other thing was he referred to the ugliness. And absolutely, I know the moral of the story is ugly on the inside, but children don't visually see that. When they hear ugly, they see ugly. Now, you know, in life... Most of the time, it's not the ugly people making our lives hell, right? Think back to high school. Who was it that really, really, you know, <laughs> affected? Was it the ugly people who were hiding in the corner because, you know, they were terrified of the beautiful people and what they may pull off that day to embarrass them? So I think while I understand the morals, um, I just don't, I don't think Children still see it that way. You know, you watch The Witches, absolutely fabulous movie, brilliant book, loved it. I'm not knocking anything. But in a lot of the stories is, and, and Disney, and everywhere you look as a child, if someone is evil, they are physically ugly. They're physically unattractive. And I get that, you know, maybe we need to, we, and you're right, educate our children. I am all about that, right? Having that conversation, times have changed and, you know, it's it's scary, but these sort of things used to be acceptable. Whereas now, you know, we don't talk about that because, you know, it, it is offensive. But in the in the grand scheme of things, I think, wow, we have so much more. There are, there are wars, there's famine, there's so much happening in our world that we should be focusing on rather than a few words in a book. And those words were approved by Roldale's family and estate and both books both copies are still going to be available so you will still be able to purchase the original you will just now have a choice as to which book you're going to pick up and take home and I think that's the key thing here is it's actually your choice if you're yeah. against it don't purchase it yeah yeah I, I and I think they they only made it a choice because people you know we're we're just creating this uproar about the changes in the first place. So yeah. the, the publisher just went, okay, no worries. You know, we don't want to alienate anybody. We've got both options. Yeah. We've got original and revised. Original, original and extra crispy, you know, like what what <laughs> whatever whatever your particular flavor is. Yeah. <laughs> Deep fried or oven baked. Yeah, absolutely. See, I'm taking on your word now. I'm I'm trying to steal it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Take over the you know. What feelings and opinions do you have, Merida? Well, first of all, my first feeling is um, I'm actually excited that we have come across a topic where we've got like a range of opinions between the three of us, because usually we're on board with a lot of things and we're like, oh, let's play devil's advocate. Whereas here we've we've mm -hmm. genuinely got 
differences of opinions, and make a note, we're discussing them respectfully. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, look. Until we stop, take the, the record button off. And then, and I'll be like, game <laughs> on. Yeah. How dare you? I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think that, like everything, context is king. So when it comes to things that are are promoted specifically to children, um, I'm actually I'm okay. I'm okay with edits being made. Um, you know, considering the the current youth of the day. And what's interesting is from the from the quote that I read, it says when publishing new print runs of books written years ago, it's not unusual to review the language used alongside et cetera, et cetera. So. This has probably been done to hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of other stories. But for some reason in today's climate, somebody's gone, okay, roll doll. This is now important. We need to talk about it. <laughs> so, so like how far back in history do we go? And how do we know that the current, you know, books that we're reading today are actually the original versions? We don't, right? They could have been updated three, four, five times in the last however many decades. So, you know, how many times do you think they had to revise Goodnight Moon to take all of those F-bombs out of it? You know, I mean. <laughs> I don't know what that book is. <laughs> oh, it's, I have it's, no idea what you're talking it's, about. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a book that you would read to like a one-year-old. Like, Goodnight Wall, Goodnight Chair. Good night, you motherfucker. You know that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That last one was not on there. Explicit content. I need that book. I need that book. <laughs> Is it like uh, but, Go the Fuck to Sleep? Have you read that book, kid? Yeah. You know what? There's actually um, Go the Fuck to Sleep. Is um, there's an audio book of Samuel L. Jackson reading it, and it is glorious. Oh, I need that. I need yeah, that in my life. It's amazing. But anyways. Um, well, I digress. I digress. Um, so I guess the way that I look at it is. Um, if if I'm, say, like a 10-year-old, whether I'm male or female, completely irrelevant at this point, you know, you got a 10, 11, 12-year-old, you're a preteen, you are just figuring out how to be a human being, you know? You are figuring out how to navigate social cir uh, circumstances, you're figuring out how to... Wrong, um, they already know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, look, if you weren't one of the popular kids, at some point... Um, you would have been called things like, oh, fat, you're ugly, yep. you're stupid, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I feel like when you read a book and the villain is being called fat and ugly, and then, you know, just that afternoon, you as a 10-year-old child were called fat and ugly, you tend to associate more with the villain and get negative feelings about yourself because of what you've read and what you've associated with. Um, now, I've also read up again on some of the changes that are being made. And like I said in the quote, I just I just don't think that they're significant enough changes to to really get me upset. Like if they if they did something to change an entire storyline, I would have been like, oh, no, no, no. You know, you, you keep the spirit of the character. You keep the spirit. But um, like, for example, there was a line in Matilda where Mrs. Trunchbull, who's the, you know, the. Let's call her the difficult um, headmistress. Uh, she was called fat and beastly. And, and they just changed the the uh, should they just change the line to she was beastly. 
So they just kind of removed the fat. Um, but I also think that, you know, if you're if you're going to describe somebody physically, 10, 11, 12 is a great is a, is a great age to kind of explore being more creative in a literary sense. So like instead of calling somebody fat, you know, an author could go, oh, they were as wide as they were tall, you know, and the the, the same point gets across. But, you know, you can you, you force, um, you know, a young person to imagine what that would look like as opposed to just going fat. Because what is fat? A person isn't fat. A person has fat. So using it as a as a descriptor is, I don't know, it's less accurate. Do you um, think that using that, sorry, do you think that using, if you were to use that instead of the word fat, you know, wide as you are tall, do you think in the same respect that that's what people would then start calling people at school? Um, well, that's that's interesting because, you know, I I kind of think that it's a bit of a an exaggeration, you know, where if you go as wide as he is tall, then you're almost describing a ball. Square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a square. Yeah, like you're you're imagining some sort of um, you know, ridiculous shape as opposed to maybe just somebody that's got jiggly thighs or somebody whose whose belly is a bit big. You know, sorry, I'm just describing myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, even even if they were, I, I feel like if if somebody in school said, you know, oh, she's as wide as she is tall, I don't think I would mind that as much as she's fat, because there's all these negative connotations that go along with with, you know, a, an, an overweight descriptor, you know, um, like tubby. And, and yeah, it's just, they're, those, they're just so, they're just so negative and uncomfortable. And, um, whereas if you, if you describe something in a children's book, that's a little bit more ridiculous, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's a bit more passable, but, um, I specifically say children's books because they are designed and targeted and marketed to people who are still, you know, developing developing and they're they're figuring out their feelings and they're figuring out how they think about things whereas like you know if if we are to look at say all books regardless of context and take out the insensitive material then for example you take out you take like Huck Finn that has a ridiculous amount of use of the word the n-word but it was a particular you know part of history that it's referring to and the people in in that you know, day and age, they used that horrific word. And so to to remove that word and put in a different word in place of it, you know, for sensitivity purposes, I feel like that would be wrong because there's there's a certain amount of of horror that you get from even just reading that word and not even saying it out loud yeah. that I think would be completely lost. So while I'm okay with with things being uh, that are directed at children, um, you know, being regularly reviewed and looked at for for those kind of purposes, um, yeah, it's I definitely disagree with it in a in a global context because, you know, some some things have to be the way they are to have the impact that that they were originally designed for. Yeah, but <laughs> now. Um, we we mentioned earlier about disclaimers. I'm actually a huge fan of those disclaimers. I think they are so valuable. Um, like for example, my my husband recently sat down with with my six year old and they watched 101 Dalmatians, 
And you wouldn't think that there would be anything in that movie that would need a disclaimer, but there was. Smoking. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So many yeah, considering that... the whole premise of 101 Dalmatians is more about the skinning of dogs, I feel like the smoking <laughs> thing is the least of the disclaimers that should be utilized in that film. But hey I look, I, I feel like if they had, you know, a slaughterhouse scene, I would be okay if that was like, you know, digitally edited and removed. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but that was that was kind of interesting because it, it I, I didn't actually read the disclaimer. I wasn't, uh, you know, part of the viewing party at the time. But um, it, it basically said, you know, oh, hey, parents, there's there's smoking in this movie just to let you know. And, you know, it at least kind of prepares you for, oh, what's this person doing? And, you know, oh, you know, perhaps this is a great opportunity for me to have a conversation with my kid about smoking afterwards or, you know, those kind of things. Uh, but have you guys seen any disclaimers on on movies recently? Um, I often see it a lot in television shows now, actually. Before a show starts, there are a lot of series that will let you know that, especially if they're referring to things like uh, suicide or yeah. rape, things like that, that trigger people, a lot of shows will say it at the start. Heaps will say it now, and I, I see it quite regularly. And I'm the same. I don't have a problem with a disclaimer. Mm. Right? It is It is 30 seconds on a screen. That's it. Take, take note. Don't take note. Whatever. Yeah. Your choice going forward. I don't see a single problem with a disclaimer. Absolutely. I, I agree because, um, you know, even in a book that I'm reading, it had a little blurb at the beginning that said, you know, this book um, discusses issues like, um, you know, physical and sexual assault. If this is concerning for you, then we suggest that you you skip this book. And, you know, I think that's great because, mm-hmm. you know, there are going to be some people where, you know, if you've experienced some sort of assault, then reading about it could actually, you know, enhance that trauma that you've already experienced so mm, yeah for sure yeah, yeah. I, I did that when I, I I was just looking for some Disney film I do like a Disney film um but I was looking for one for my daughter to watch just while I was I don't even know what I was doing but yeah I put on Aladdin and I was like oh amazing I can have a good old sing song and yeah first and foremost you get the disclaimer that just talks about racial stereotyping which I thought was really interesting because look I've watched Aladdin I can't tell you how many times but I've never even like and it's and that's a bit of a a field in itself right I've never even thought holy moly like this is what could be this these concepts actually could be affecting people um yeah and yeah it was just a yeah big disclaimer at the front and and then I watched it and I was watching it with that disclaimer in mind and I was like gosh that genie uh, <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> but like you know yeah, yeah. you see things with different eyes you do you do yeah, yeah. yeah you absolutely do and I I don't think if I would I would see things with different eyes as a child but as an adult looking back and reflecting I'm kind of like ah I can yeah I can see it for sure it's yeah that's yeah yeah well and especially with the the multicultural communities that we live in now you know like when when I was growing up I just I went to school with white kids. I don't, I don't think there was not, there wasn't anything, you know, wrong with our area. And it's not like we were anywhere special. It's just, there wasn't a whole lot of cultural integration at that time. And there might have been a handful of, you know, non-white children that were at that school. Uh, But, you know, it was, it was mostly Caucasian. Whereas the school and the daycare that both of my kids go to, you know, there's, there's, 
tons of multiculturalism, you know, and yeah. there's people from all over the world. And so, you know, when when I as a, a white child watched one of those videos, it didn't occur to me that, you know, oh, I might actually, you know, one day meet somebody with this skin color because I hadn't up till that point. Right. Mm. Whereas like, you know, you, you get our kids who probably have, you know, friends that whose whose ethnicities hail from all over the world. And, you know, you, you watch a show like Aladdin that has those, you know, stereotypical um, Arabic. Uh, oh, I don't even know what to call them. It's just Ar- Ar- Arabic stereotypes. Mm. You know, that could negatively be applied to a person that they're going to school with. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a scary thing to to experience. But. Yeah. So we've we've addressed books, but the words on the books and we've addressed we've addressed movies, but I'm I'm curious to know what you guys think about the the Dr. Seuss controversy. Um, because those there are certain books that were discontinued not because of the words, but because of the imagery um, that accompanied the words. So um I cannot for the life of me remember this book the book and I'm kicking myself. I hope you guys remember. It was in my research and of course I don't have that paper in front of me. Um but um there was a a group of Asian people that were depicted in one of the Dr. Seuss books and they were wildly like inappropriately and mm-hmm. highly racist um in the way that they were they were depicted. So the the publisher decided to discontinue those particular books. Now I'm just curious about what you guys think about discontinuing them versus re-illustrating them. Um, Carmel, do you have any opinions on this? I'm googling the controversy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, Once I didn't put this on the run sheet. I was just no, curious, no, curious myself. But. I will read up on it now because I also don't want to jump and be the person that read that, you know, saw the headline and went down a path. If it is as straightforward as they have, because there's nothing wrong with the book and they've just discontinued it because of the illustrations, then that's ridiculous. I think they should have re-illustrated the book, depending on how those characters were depicted within the book. Yeah, they weren't good. Well, you know what? They, they, if they were, were, but, they were but not it, good. But it from a literary, literary, you know what? From the words, from the book, <laughs> the book standpoint, yeah, from, <laughs> from the words on the paper, how were they depicted? Um, you know what? That's actually a really good question because I, I don't, I don't think it was a words issue, or if it was, it, it probably could have been, you know, similar to the Roald Dahl thing. It could have just been mm-hmm. edited, but um, yeah, there was. I've 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 seen the pictures and I remember the pictures from the books in my childhood, and yeah, looking at them as an adult, I kind of go, yikes! Like I just yeah. I would not feel comfortable showing those images to my children because it, it basically depicts, um, you know that that community as um, goofy and stupid, and Which it's is not the case. God no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's just it's it's very clear, um, you know, in in the imagery that it's, yeah, insensitive. I think would be a a um, very PC word to use here, but yeah, I would I, only be out for removing the imagery. Yeah, 
I would need to know the storyline before, mm. you know, I, I made any further comments on this. Uh, no comments. Thank you. I'll... <laughs> yeah. Please, uh, conversation next week. after. Yeah. <laughs> Please speak to my PR assistant. Thank you. Oh, of course. Of course. Barbara, what do you think? Uh, I'm kind of similar to Carmel. Like, um, yeah, I, I didn't grow up on, on Dr. Zeus and I've only just started um, getting my daughter into Dr. Zeus because um, my partner's favorite book growing up was, uh, okay, this is how little I know about Dr. Zeus, like peas and ham, green eggs and peas and ham. <laughs> what oh, God. Really green <laughs> eggs and ham. Green eggs and ham. That's his favorite book growing up. Now, I, I couldn't tell you what it's about. I don't know any anything about Dr. Zeus, to be honest. So I don't feel like I can have too much of an opinion. I obviously have strong opinions on Roald Dahl because that is who I grew up with. And I, I, I did a lot of reading um, around that. But yeah, Dr. Zeus, we even when we went on our cruise in December, they had a Dr. Zeus, um, a Dr. Zeus like show and it had um thing one and thing two again no idea who that is had cat in the hat um so yeah I'd be really interesting to see I guess what it is and kind of similar to what you said Carmel about the Lizzo thing um I think we do live in a day and age now where we know what's acceptable we know what's appropriate and and you know what she shouldn't have even that shouldn't even come out in this day and age so therefore you know, when all these books were written, it was, and I'm not saying they're right, or, or, you know, I'm not condoning them, but that was the way that it was written. That was the language that was used. That was the interpretations and the thought processes that were happening at, at that time. Um, and yeah, we, again, kind of going back to that education piece, like we need to let our kids know that that, that is absolutely not okay. Rather than just yeah. discontinuing things and deleting things and just being like, never happened you know <laughs> like let's just pretend it never happened mm. it's it's gone now you know it's disappeared we need to be going hey look this isn't actually the case um you know and, and actually educating educating our kids around it rather than just kind of being like yeah let's just get rid of it and pretend yeah it's not there yeah no I I can definitely understand where you're coming from um I I'm just looking up some of the things now so you know how um the imagery in Dr. Seuss books everybody's just portrayed as paper white right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's no actual color in their face. So there's one, um, I think the book is called Mulberry Street, where somebody um, observes all these things. One of six books. Yes, one of six that's been discontinued. Oh. And mm -hmm. so I'm just looking at this right now. And um, the original, one of the original lines is a Chinese boy who eats with sticks. And then um, it's a, a person who's been colored yellow first. Um, like very obviously yellow, who's wearing what looks like um, some cultural shoes, but I'm pretty sure that they're shoes that women wear, like, um, you know, Chinese women. Um, and yeah, with some some chopsticks and what looks like rice in a bowl. So, you know, what's interesting, Barbara, you, you talk about an education piece, and I totally agree with you. It's it's just so important that we we use these uh, not fantastic portrayals of whether it's, you know, a, a, a person's race, a person's gender, because, you know, in, in books, often women are portrayed mm -hmm. as like ditzes, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, we use these kind of stereotypes as teaching moments. I think that one of the reasons that, you know, there is a, a sensitivity reader community who suggests these changes is because not all parents are willing to be those educators. Yeah, no, I get that. I get yeah. that. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, it can even grow into adults as well, though. You know, there's there's so many things around, you know, when people go to jail, for example, and then they write a book about all their crimes and they make money from that. Um, you know, there's there's so many things when it comes to books and um, what what should and shouldn't be the case and what can and can't be condoned. And I don't know if there's a perfect solution. Like, I don't know what the perfect solution. I do like the idea, Carmel. And I, I didn't and I, I well, I'm not a head, headline reader, but I did like the idea of the, and I didn't realize it was a choice. I didn't realize they were still continuing and still not. I think that's really great. Um, So I do just kind of want to, I guess, backflip on that a little bit. Um, But yeah, I, it's it's just a it's a difficult one. Right. And yeah, we've got to be more than headline readers. We need to do our research, I think, yeah, when it definitely. comes to these things. Yeah. And I think that there's so much responsibility that's put on us as a consumer, you know, because mm. there's no need to I, I'm I'm not actually a fan of cancel culture. OK, I like, you know, unless somebody is promoting, you know, violence or hatred, um, mm. you know, like um, what was that like for disgustingly sexist um, YouTuber or podcaster or whatever? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, him. <laughs> yeah, him yeah, a. yeah, yeah, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a piece of garbage, so I, I, yeah. <laughs> I try not to pay him too much mind. But, um, yeah, like if it's just something that I don't like, then I don't consume that content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like if enough people do that, then it will get canceled by natural attrition. You know, yep. like if nobody buys a product, that product stops getting manufactured. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to, you know, say. Um, you know, I'm canceling book X, Y, Z, you can say, oh, we don't feel that this is currently appropriate, but if this is honestly material that you want to consume, fine. Mm. But, you know, I'm going to put a disclaimer at the beginning of the book saying that this book contains portrayals that are, you know, uh, insensitive. And this is something that yeah. you should talk to your children about. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. if enough people feel like it is inappropriate, and they stop purchasing it, it will stop getting printed. It's that simple. A TV show, it's, it's you know, offensive. A, a, a podcast that drops too many F-bombs, you know, stop consuming it. And, and it, it wasn't will me this week. I know, it was all me. It was all me. Potty mouth Beretta today. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I, I it's, it's so much greater than just, you know, the three of us chatting about mm -hmm. it on on a podcast it's it's about choice it's about personal responsibility and it's about the willingness to be involved in what your kids are consuming so that you can mm -hmm. have those meaningful conversations and go well hold on this is actually not how um you know we we feel about you know a chinese person a a, a homosexual person, a disabled person, whatever it happens to be, uh, that's different from you as a consumer. Yeah, definitely things to note <laughs> when uh, when my daughter comes out of uh, her stage of the only books she'll read are to do with bears, cranky bear, oh. ruffalo, going on a bear hunt. Um, so at the moment, she just thinks the only the only things that <laughs> are written about are big grizzly bears. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I have some so great bear books. So I'm gonna have to bring them with me next time or yeah. send them up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she will love love it. But then I'll have to read to her like 14 times a night. There's a pretty good one where a bear eats a <laughs> rabbit. Anyway, hmm. it's over a hat. It's a children's book. So that's not an issue. But anyway. <laughs> we'll you, you should you should reread it in the in the uh, lens of a sensitivity reader and just make sure that yeah. you know maybe maybe the bear doesn't eat the rabbit because that seems very violent maybe the bear just like 
you know, tastes the rabbit, just gives him a lick. Nope, that's inappropriate as well. Uh, <laughs> we'll give it to Peter and they can decide whether or not the book is appropriate. I've got a few that I could probably send over. There's there's, there's some great, like, awesome children's books upstairs and I can't bear to part with them, but, you know, they take up a lot of space. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We should do a whole a whole episode on our children's books. I love and it. Some, yes. And some, some of the excerpts because, you know, Mr. Chicken yeah. goes to France, legendary, especially when you put the <laughs> accent on, and that's not culturally insensitive at all. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, look, it's not culturally insensitive if it's your culture. Well, look, ladies, we are going to end it here. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, we uh, we we just love doing this podcast for you guys, and I'm really curious to uh, hear what you guys think about you know the the updating and editing of different books. Um, so you can find us on social media and let us know what you think. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram um, as well. Well, I would really recommend that you subscribe to our podcast for notifications about future episodes. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye guys. Bye.